Peace and blessings. Welcome to the Send In Thou Shalt Not Pray. I am your hostess with the mostest, the real first lady. On this show, we will have controversial discussions on sensitive topics relating to spirituality, relationships, and connecting one-on-one with our creator. Have you ever experienced a crisis situation? Have you ever needed a little empathy? Have you ever seen a person in need? If you answered yes, then we have something in common. In this episode, The Invisibles, you will understand Proverbs 31, 8, and 9. You will understand what is needed in these times of uncertainty. You will learn the essentials needed in order to begin the healing of our nation so that you can feel more confident with your personal relationship with God. For more information about me, visit my website, goingpublic.live. Please leave a review, like, follow, and share. Let's get in this. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. Welcome back. And if this is your first time, I welcome you. Last week, I took a little bit of a sabbatical. That's what it's called, a sabbatical of sorts. Uh, I did miss you guys. I'm glad to be back. And I do want to get right into the episode today. This is the last day in February for Black History Month. And tomorrow will begin the month of March. My birthday month. Write it down. Put it on the calendar. March the 19th. And I will be 52 years young. Yes, I will. And shout out to all my Pisces. So let's keep the positive vibe and the positive momentum throughout the remaining of the year and beyond. And I'm going to do something a little bit different today. I'm recording uh, on site, meaning I'm out in the public today and I'm speaking with different individuals. And so if you hear noises in the background, it's it's pretty organic. I am in nature so I'm going to commingle the news with the black history with a snippet of an interview that I did with a gentleman that's going to be pretty telling. And so I want you to stick around and stay tuned for that. Uh, let's see here. We know there's a lot of critical things that are going on in the world right in the world right now. You know, the wars and the rumors of the wars that are going on and things sometimes seem to be a little bit out of our control individually. There's the political idolatry, the the racial hostility, uh, the division of the church. And instead of us coming together, we're falling apart is what it is. We're supposed to be united, we stand 
divided we fall. And that is exactly what is happening. So in this episode, I would like to bring attention and awareness of the basics of how we, we individually can begin to heal the nation individually as well as collectively. So we hear a lot about pop culture. So we live in a culture where the skepticism is high. We've spoke about that. Uh, and reaching out to people has become difficult, especially when you identify yourself as being a Christian. Um, uh, the, I did some research and I found another survey that was conducted by the Barna Group research group that I love. And they conducted a study and found that the most appealing way to express your faith is to allow your actions to speak rather than using your words. An action-oriented generation. Non-Christians say that they would very much like for people to speak from their heart. They dislike when Christians quote scriptures or texts from the Bible as evidence for Christianity. These are the things that we need to listen to. This is feedback. And so even though things seem to be really, really monumental right now, uh, too monumental to even chip away at. I want to let you know that we can all intentionally strengthen our empathy. That is what's needed. Our compassion. There is power within that. We have to remember our starting point has to be Jesus, the mission of Jesus, the mission of God to put this world back together again. That's what we have to keep in mind. And I'm always screaming hospitality, hospitality, but that is the grass root of the healing. It truly is. Again, I'll say the word of God emphasizes the desire that God has for each individual, every society, every country to have justice for people that are oppressed. And this is serious. We worry about the wrong thing sometimes when we already know that it starts with being humble, humbling ourselves. We have to show kindness. And I know that's kind of hard, especially during these times. You know, people are exploited and they're vulnerable. So it's hard to really connect and talk to people. Let me give you an, a little bit of an example. Homeless people or people who are experiencing homelessness, uh, that's a prime example I'd like to use, which is the whole basis of the episode for today. 
throughout the day, notice whether or not you resist acknowledging someone else's suffering that you see on the street. Like a homeless person or someone who may be on drugs or mentally ill. Do you weigh out the significance of their situation? Compared to something else or someone else, such as, oh, they should get a job, they need a job, things of that nature. When you see someone and you know that they're suffering, you know that they're suffering. Do you just dismiss it? Do you just dismiss it? We have to allow ourselves to be emotionally touched and moved by other people's suffering and not just our own. That is the catalyst for us to come together. The thing that divides us the most really is our spirituality. So we have to use Jesus as our example and remember that the Bible, as I said before, from Revelations all the way to Genesis, it all boils down to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we have to learn how to worship again and pray again and serve again and give sacrificially again. We have to learn to do right, as it says in the word, and seek justice and defend the oppressed those are the things that matter. So for me, before I let you listen to an interview that I did, I want to tell you, growing up in the inner city, there's a lot of homeless people. And my mother started a nonprofit organization when I was a little child, and it was called the ABC. And it is the Abundant Blessing Center. And I think it's still up and running and active today. And we fed the homeless, the needy, disenfranchised, marginalized. You heard a skid row. Go down there, get a glimpse, and that could be you or it could be anyone. Anyone. And it's something that I'm accustomed to seeing, unfortunately. And I'm a big advocate for it. I'm a huge advocate for it. And I don't believe that anyone should be homeless. Okay, so let me get to right to this here so I can get you going with where I'm going. So I went out in the community so that I could catch a vibe for this episode. And I went out and I just started to reach out with homeless individual or people who are de dealing with homelessness. Uh, and I was sad. I was, I was extremely hurt. I'm not kidding you. Extremely hurt. It hurt me so bad. And I was disappointed by the lack of compassion that exists, even among the ones claiming to be Christians. And I'm going to share with you a small excerpt from an impromptu interview I conducted today. And I want you to listen. Listen to this. 
real first lady and I'm out here just hanging out in the streets talking to people and I came across a very interesting gentleman and his name is Daniel but he introduced himself to me as Dan and he is having a little bit of a struggle in his life right now and I wanted to stop and speak with him and ask him what's going on you know I, was having, I, I still am having a hard time and I went to church one Sunday and you know when I when I when I went to church, it, it was like everyone there was like judging me because I wasn't like dressed right and I, like I wasn't there for them. I was there, you know, to to, to praise the Lord, you know, and and, and and reach out reach out to Him. And they were the first ones to like look down on me. And man, it was it was just so. I, I don't even want to go to church anymore, you know. But I, oh man, it was it was just terrible. What did you, so? Did anyone reach out to you at the service and offer you any sort of benevolent assistance? I mean, like the 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 uh, preacher, or pastor, or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, 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 I was trying to be religious. I was trying to get more understanding of God, and, and dang, I, I felt so uncomfortable there. And and the church people made me feel feel that way, you know. Yeah. So this is, and so, when is the last time you've been to church? It, was, it just happened like, like literally like two months ago. Really? Yeah. So. Wow. So this is something that's new and current. How old are you, may I ask? Thirty. You're doing good. You're doing good. I know it doesn't look like it, but you're doing all right. You're doing all right. You got a lot. I get an income, you know. Like, oh, fucking uh, man. That's okay. I'm, I'm sorry, cuz. Don't but, worry. Uh, Be yourself. So I'm homeless, and oh man, this is this is horrible. Yeah. Having that much money in the bank and, and you can't touch it, and being homeless, it's it's pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. People looking down on me. I'm like. I got more money in the bank than you do. <laughs> and they don't believe me, you know, but like, it sounds good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is good. You know? That's right. It's all good, ain't it? They don't believe me, though. That's okay, but you know what's real, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what, Daniel? I'm going to bless you today with a little bit of something. Not much, but something. So Daniel shared with me also, too, that he comes from a well-to-do family. Uh, he has been cut off from the family due to his drug usage. And the only thing he needs to do is get clean and he can get back into the fold. So there is people out there that do have families and have been rejected, not individually, but due to their particular choices that are harmful to them as well as to others. And so uh, also, too, like I said, Daniel said once he gets clean, he's got some money and he can get to it. You heard him. So all he, all he needs is a good woman by his side while he's down and out. But I want to point out that last year over 1,500 homeless people died on the streets of LA, one of the richest countries in the world. And 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 that's 
not the richest country, the richest city in the world. And that's ridiculous. We're the richest country in the world. And that makes me feel sad. It really does. It makes me feel really, really sad because we are concerned about things that really, really don't truly matter. Um, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama, they rank as having the lowest rates of homelessness in the country. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Homelessness is a mix of circumstances. It can happen in anyone's life. Uh, things can steer you off the path, as you know. It doesn't necessarily have to lead to homelessness, but it can lead you off the path. And when we look at homeless people, we have to remember that they have unique experiences, unique stories. I've spoken with them. They are extremely knowledgeable and wise individuals. So we have to remember that they are human beings first. That's what we have to do. And we have to treat them with love. We have to treat them with respect. We have to take the time to uh, 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 show them that the world is changing and becoming different. When we stop, and just chit chat. You could, you don't even understand just that type of a conversation. How that can really change the trajectory of someone's day who's homeless, not feeling invisible. People, when they're homeless, they're hungry. We know that for sure. They're thirsty or dehydrated. We know those things for sure. Those things we can handle. Easy, clean t-shirts, homeless children, they need toys because the adults, their parents have to concern themselves with things that are more important. Buy some toys for the children that you see. And those are the things that are going to show when they say they want action. That's action. The churches, a lot of times, hire people in the church to do jobs. I know that for myself. There were a lot of people on the church's payroll for doing things that they should have been doing gratis in terms of serving for the Lord. You're not supposed to get paid while you're serving the Lord. You're, you're paying the price that is owed. So why not hire someone that's homeless, bring them into the fold of serving so that they can reap their own spiritual benefits? Why can't they have a peace? Toxic relationships, uh, that can result in homelessness for a lot of women. And I'm going to say that I advocate for women and homelessness. I've seen them beautiful young women on the streets, healthy, homeless. 
brokenness in relationships. And so I found that in the United States, there's 2,000 shelters and service programs for women from abusive relationships. There's people that are in there from toxic friendships, drug abuse, mental illness, etc. And so it's time for us to take action individually, individually. We have to calibrate our hearts, recalibrate, if you will, and try to align it with our mind of what is really right. And we, I feel as though we all have the capacity to understand, even feel what someone else is feeling just simply from the frame of reference that do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Spiritual empathy. In Washington, D.C., there's a freestanding clinic that was, that was established uh, where homeless people can go and get health care services uh, without waiting for a long period of time. That's a good outreach program. And here in the state of Texas, 40 homeless people, only 40, they were given jobs, cleanup jobs, and they managed just those 40 people to remove 3,800 tons of dirt from the streets, okay? That's serving on serving. Hope homelessness in Europe, they're also working towards eradicating homelessness. They have it there too on their continent. So with closing out, with the black history, I'd like to point out a few trailblazers who were ahead of the game and made a significant contributions to society, as I always like to say, who happened to be African-American. But this is the thing that I want you to notice. These individuals invented things that have had a lasting impact and is extremely relevant to this topic today. Home security, heating furnace, I'll provide the links. Lawn sprinkler, doorstop, doorknob, the toilet, the air conditioning unit, the refrigerator, curtain rods. Now, all of these things are now essential luxuries. And they cannot even be enjoyed by a certain class of individuals. Isn't that something? In order for us to get back on the right track, the right path, we have to start with hospitality. I promise you, that's the, that's the easiest way that we can all 
get involved and it can be a domino effect. It can become infectious. And so we have to raise a better generation of children, teaching them to respect everyone, including people who are suffering from homelessness. And we have to learn as Christians, we really, really do have to take the time because that's the thing that we don't want to do is take the time and we can sacrifice a little time. Love is about sacrifice. We have to learn to listen without judgment. This is what the research is showing. We have to share our own experiences with them instead of being pious and self-righteous. And we have to demonstrate interest in who they are, their story, their truth. Ask questions. And through that, to be quite honest with you, just doing that will help them find and experience God for themselves. We don't have to be right. We don't have to cram any down, anything down their throat. We don't have to force a conclusion. The end of this is simply the issue of homelessness. Jesus knew that was an issue. It's a crisis, not only here in our country, but other countries as well. It's serious. That's the whole purpose. It's hospitality and serving and helping. It's not the rich getting richer. We have to remember that we're all here mm -hmm. for the same reason. And that is to have a quality of life. And so I encourage you. I would like to encourage you to consider taking out your time individually, not necessarily expecting the organizations or the charities to do all the work because we know that sometimes they are not always ethical. The churches are not always ethical. So we can be fulfilled with our individual efforts to eradicate the homelessness in our country to bring back healing and restoration. If you have any feedback or questions about Daniel, or if you would like to add anything to this episode, if you need advice, I pray for you, you pray for me. Just think of me as your personal first lady. For more information, please govern yourself accordingly by the show's notes. This is how you can tap in. Leave a review, like, follow, and share. The Real First Lady at gmail.com. For more information about me, going public.live. You can always call and leave a voice message, 1-866-832-LADY. No topic is off limits. If it's in the book, 
We can talk about it here. We're trying to build a bridge of understanding. Join me next Monday for a brand new episode. If you feel inclined to support this podcast, a link is provided in the show's notes. I promise you, nobody, you hear me? I said nobody can go up against the stuff that I'm using. And I'm sharing it with you. And I guarantee you that if you listen to only half of what I tell you, I guarantee you'll be in first place. Thanks for listening. Blessings.